0: I'm Melissa White and welcome to The Spirit Room Podcast. This is a show to help inspire you to live your life to the fullest, but really to learn about those that guide us, our unseen helpers, guides, angels, loved ones in spirit that walk beside us in this life. I'll share with you personal experiences from my life as a professional medium and mentor, I'll also offer you insight into working with the spirit world and introduce you to guests that I find fascinating and that might lead you on your own journey to further discover your own soul's gifts. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Spirit Room Podcast. I'm your host Melissa White and I'm so pleased to be here today with my lovely amazing guest. Her name is Krista McGrath of Healing by Design and she's really all about helping people grow and she's been on her own personal healing journey with RTT and she's never going to look back. Since she was a child, she always had an innate desire to help others. She found RTT and it changed her life forever. So she's basically working to empower people to transform um, their hurt and trauma into the happiest, healthiest, and most beautiful life. So welcome, Krista. Thank you so much for being a guest.
1: Thanks, Melissa. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Yeah, no, it's going to be a wonderful conversation. And I know that we've got a lot to chat about. Mm -hmm. So I guess starting from the beginning with the, the hypnotherapy, how did you first get interested in it?
1: Yeah, so many years ago, I went to a local hypnotherapist, and I was given the option for a few different types of experiences. And I chose a session called the Crystal Staircase. And the therapist put me into hypnosis and guided me to connect with my spirit team and loved ones on the other side. It was one of the most profound experiences that I've ever had. The healing and the love that I felt in that session was incredible. So naturally I was instantly intrigued by hypnosis and its healing abilities. And so I started doing some research and I found a woman by the name of Marissa Peer. And I found her through a life transformation group that's called Mind Valley. So I had become very unhappy and uncomfortable in my own life and in my career. And my health was suffering. So I began my own personal healing journey with RTT and hypnotherapy. And in doing so, I experienced massive personal growth. It set me free from so many things, basically from lifetime traumas that I had held inside me since grade two. Wow. I was really excited and enthusiastic about RTT, and I knew without a doubt it was what I wanted to do.
0: That's amazing. And so what had you been doing previously? Like, what was the work that you were doing previously?
1: Yeah, so my husband and I had a few different businesses, and it's in the construction industry.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah.
1: So not a very helping or healing type place.
0: <laughs> it is a bit intense. My dad, my grandfather in that industry for years and years and years, my ex-husband, and also I worked, did admin for a construction company for a brief period of time as well. So I, I know yeah. what you're saying. It's it's vastly different than the world of healing and transformation, for sure.
1: Yeah, there's not a lot of place for feelings and emotions.
0: (laughs) No, no, certainly not. Certainly not. So, okay, so can you explain to our listeners a bit about what hypnotherapy is for those that aren't familiar and also about the RTT, like what those two sort of are about?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So hypnotherapy has been around for hundreds of years. It was originally used to induce Dreams, which would then be analyzed to get to the root cause of a person's issue. So today, hypnosis is still similar. It's about moving into a relaxed state of mind where our nervous system and our critical thinking mind can just relax. So it's where we can move sort of into alpha brain waves and theta brain waves and allow our critical conscious mind to just slow down. And then from there, we can access our subconscious minds, which store all our mem- memories and emotions. And then in hypnosis, being in that heightened state of awareness, we can have the ability to absorb new information and allow deep healing to take place.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Moving, moving out of the everyday consciousness and kind of allowing for that deeper sort of almost like uncovering the the deeper connection.
1: Exactly, exactly. Beautiful. So RTT, that stands for Rapid Transformational Therapy and it was developed in London, England by Marissa. She's been doing hypnosis for about 35 years. She's written several great books. She's written with or she's worked with amazing people and like lo- royalty, CEOs, actors, actresses. Mm-hmm. So RTT is, is the only certified and award-winning therapy that combines the most beneficial principles of hypnotherapy, psychotherapy, your, your talk <laughs> base, NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming, the mm-hmm. language of our mind, and neuroscience. So it's proven to be super effective for achieving fast and permanent results.
0: Right. (laughs) Which is incredible because oftentimes when we think about trauma is specifically something that is sometimes so long, like there's such a long history of it within us or sometimes even lifetime to lifetime. So when you think about the opportunity to have some, more rapid healing that I think would be super appealing to so many people, of course, you know, like we we are looking for a way to have that and also lasting healing. Yes, definitely. So what about some misconceptions, like anything out there with regards to like hypnosis and this type of thing that you have noticed people, some beliefs that people hold that are not
1: actually true. Yes. Unfortunately there's, misconceptions out there about hypnotherapy but it truly is all science and it's not magic hypnosis is actually just a natural state that we go in and out of all the time and it's very similar to being in meditation Mm -hmm. we've all seen those clips and videos of the stage hypnotists having people do silly things in front of a crowd Mm -hmm. and I can say with certainty that that's really just for entertainment purposes only, right? Mm -hmm. It's not how true clinical hypnosis works. Because when we're in a state of hypnosis, our minds have more control, not less. So we would never allow others to have power or authority over us like that. And people also associate hypnosis with quitting smoking. Mm -hmm. That's often a response I get people say, Oh, yeah, I've heard of Doing hypnosis for quitting smoking. And yes, that's very true. It's powerful for addictions, whether it's smoking or drinking, drugs, pornography, but it reaches far beyond just addictions and it can create life transformations.
0: Right. Beautiful. No, I love that. And I think it's important to talk about that misconception. Because I do think a lot of people do hold that belief that you essentially have absolutely no control over yourself. And who knows what the person is going to be implanting you know, into your <laughs> consciousness and all that stuff. So I do think, yeah, important to mention that for sure. What about examples like of healing and transformations you've witnessed through working with clients in this way?
1: Yeah, so many great stories. I, this is my favorite part because yeah. that's when you really see, you know, the true manifestation of the healing is in people's stories. So one of my favorites, and I know you've heard it before, but I have to say it again is a, a fertility client that I was working with who was struggling to, well, she could get pregnant, but she just couldn't stay pregnant. So she had experienced numerous miscarriages and a later stage miscarriage. And she was in pain and she was grieving, but she had a hugely positive attitude and she was excited to try RTT before she moved on to fertility treatments. So we did a session together, which was incredibly powerful. And off she went home with her recording to listen to, and she got pregnant Mm -hmm. on her first ovulation after our session. Wow. And she went full term and delivered a beautiful baby boy just last year.
0: Amazing. I okay.
1: that was amazing. I was just beyond happy for her.
0: That's incredible. Amazing. And also, I think it's so important to mention, she did what she was supposed to do. She listened to the recording, which is such an important yes. piece of that. And I think also it's important to note that, yes, yeah, she she came with that energy of being enthusiastic to try And I think that I could be wrong, but I feel like that does make
1: a difference. Absolutely. Yeah. When you come with an open mind and you just have that belief that, yeah, this is going to work and you put in the effort. And when I say effort, listening to a recording is, you know, yeah, you have to think about it every day, but it's so powerful and it really does rewire the, the brain.
0: Yeah. It's a, a small price to pay when we, we're looking at like yes. effort wise, like it's a very, very small effort for yeah. a huge reward. Right. Yeah. So I think that anyone who's like serious about wanting the help and wanting to have the healing is mm-hmm. not really going to struggle. I don't think too much to make that happen. You know, it's not a lot. And I think also once you start recognizing the benefit of, of just listening and being immersed in that energy, you start to crave it. I feel like that becomes a part of your day where you're like, oh, like I can't wait till I get to listen and yes. have that time, and that in itself is such a beautiful ritual that you can create mm-hmm. for yourself, and so that's valuable just on its own. But I love that. Okay, and then I know there's other there's others that you've experienced with trauma or anxiety I mean I've experienced so Krista for the listeners Krista did a guest teaching in our mentorship our mediumship mentorship class geared towards assisting us with confidence and kind of increased that sort of feeling of you know less self-doubt and sort of more focusing on that confidence within mediumship and everyone in the class was very very moved by it I felt extremely empowered by that experience and it really made me realize, oh yes, this is an important piece for, especially for people who are sensitive souls, who are looking at developing something like mediumship, which is, as you know, it's amazing, but it's also not easy. It's not like an easy journey. There's times when it feels more difficult than others, there's challenges that come up and we have to face our insecurities, that it, it makes us face our self-doubt, you know, it makes us face all kinds of things. So that was powerful. But then also I know for like anxiety and, and trauma and things like that. So any, any examples or stories around that?
1: Yeah. I've been doing a lot of sessions lately with anxiety and people experiencing panic attacks and mm. all ages from younger children, teenagers, Adults, both men and women, you know, the last few years have been tough, and and people are struggling. So, yeah, I've been blessed over the last couple of years to do a lot of sessions on anxiety and panic attacks, and people have moved from having, you know, one or two panic attacks a day to none, to just literally leaving it in the past. So that's been really powerful. And then health issues, I've been able to help people with. Things like sleeping issues. Actually, what came out of the sleeping session was he had high blood pressure. And as a result, his blood pressure came down to normal levels after a session. Yeah, so that was really amazing. You know, I've worked with people that stutter, children who are experiencing bedwetting, uh, people with migraines, even cancer. It's so tremendous to watch people become free from these emotional and physical ailments. The cancer clients specifically, most of them were given, you know, life-changing and very scary diagnoses by their oncologists. Mm -hmm. And I've witnessed clients actually literally stopping their cancer in its tracks. And this is something that the client does with the power of their mind. Mm-hmm. And believe me the word power is quite an understatement Yeah, because people often talk about oh the power of our minds but truly don't realize the influence and the force that it really holds because if our minds can bring on illness which can be the case then it can also take it away as well
0: right, right. well I agree and I also think you know it's so complicated too because there is this belief, you know. I think in spiritual teachings or spiritual community and stuff, and I am not saying it to discount it because I I understand the premise. Like if we're looking at, say, like Louise Hay and you can heal your life and all that stuff, I hundred percent believe in the power of all of that. But I just always notice with clients that I encounter sometimes because they have a spiritual belief and they really are um, like invested in that kind of thinking, sometimes they feel shame or guilt for getting ill, because they almost feel like they've done something wrong, or their Mm -hmm. mind must be like negative or something, because they've created, they've created it. And so I'm always careful to say, like, yes, in some cases, I think that can occur. And that can be true. But I also think sometimes, especially with a serious illness, it's possible a person It may be something that they're—I don't want to say destined for—but that may be something that's been on their life path that they were going to always encounter, always, you know, a challenge that was always going to be there. But they still do have the power of their mind as far as how they're going to live their life in that way, how they're going to find healing for themselves, how they're going to process that experience. So I think that's the only thing I sometimes think about. Oh, I—it just breaks my heart sometimes when people feel like responsible for their illness and Mm -hmm. I you know I've never want anyone to feel that way but I do 100% agree that like the power of the mind like there's so much that's
1: possible Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with with even
0: the most dire or the most difficult situations when you think about people that are hurting because of trauma from abuse or like difficult Mm -hmm. situations violence that you know that they've experienced all that stuff it's pretty inspiring to know that there are Ways so there are tools that people can actually implement and use to feel empowered and to feel yeah. better. Like that's yeah.
1: that's huge. I feel like they have the control, right, to take their health in their own hands. Yeah. And a good example of that is fibromyalgia. Mm-hmm. So what I've seen with the clients I've worked with that have fibromyalgia is that it's often brought on by some form of trauma. I believe that that nerve damage or suppression of feelings. Yeah. Right. Holding things in. It's, it's really hard on our bodies. Mm -hmm. So although I'm not a doctor and I don't diagnose, I'm not going to say that I cure, but what I will say is that when you're able to kind of see what could have brought it on Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. to be able to release it and let it go is far easier than you would think.
0: Mm, yeah having some kind of understanding of the the energetic root or really exactly. like yeah because it is that understanding too that yes we have all these physical experiences but our emotions our energy are all it's all connected you know there's, uh-huh. there's no doubt in my mind about that so yeah i think yeah being able how can you i think it would be very difficult to release and let go if you don't even know what you're letting go of necessarily if you only know the symptoms, but you don't know actually like the attachment to it or or like where it's coming from.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there's a big misconception as well that we're often told it's in your genes. It's Mm -hmm. just your genetics, right? There's that dogma in science that genes create disease. Mm -hmm. So I highly recommend your listeners check out Bruce Lipton's work.
0: Mm -hmm. He's an
1: expert on epigenetics. And he talks about how genes play actually a very small role in our illnesses and that it's actually our environment and our surroundings over a long period of time that, that cause some of our illnesses. And so we have the power of massive control with our minds and energy frequencies.
0: Yeah. He wrote The Biology of Belief that's right yeah Yeah. so yeah definitely that would be yeah that would be a good a good source to check out for sure Mm -hmm. what about like with the intuitive abilities like when when did you sort of first realize those
1: for myself Mm -hmm. yeah well I've always been a sensitive soul and a huge mass of empath I can go into a room and just instantly feel people's emotions and energy and so I've had that for a long time. I'm, you know, I've always been the one to cry in the movies and the sad commercial comes on and I'm grabbing the tissues, but it's only been in the last year or so that I've really realized what a gift it is to, to have this intuitiveness. And now that I have recognized it, I'm just having so much fun learning about it mm-hmm. and, and trusting in, in those communications.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Anything that you found that's been a bit challenging as far as developing the mediumistic abilities?
1: Yeah, I do feel that I've, you know, I've been struggling to find that sweet spot, if you will, of communication, where I can get the downloads of that evidential information from spirit. But I receive a few ideas and thoughts, and I'm able to expand on it somewhat so I think it's just a matter of practice and growing and it's all coming it's just you know slower than I'd like Mm -hmm.
0: well I would say it feels it probably feels that way to you but when I look at it I'm thinking okay so we started September with Exceptional Medium and now we're now March so we're pretty much like midway halfway throughout the year-long program and I feel like when, from an outside sort of like opinion, just looking uh-huh. at the development, I feel it's been like breakthrough after breakthrough, you know, so sort of what I've seen. And then also this sense that the difficulty, I think for, for lots of people, myself included, like we want so much to be of service and we know the responsibility of it. Like we know that it's not just, oh, something you kind of do as a hobby. It's literally like, of such a sacred amazing connection communion you know like this the sense of like coming together and having the ability to kind of touch someone else's soul so it's a privilege so i think we approach it with so much reverence which is good it's a good thing but then we also hold ourselves to such a high expectation and such a high standard that we almost get in our own way as far as like having that connection or having the flow of information because we get stuck in our head so that's that's pretty universal for most people like as they're developing the mediumship especially when you're developing it because the with an intention that you want to have the evidential aspect and then you also want to be doing this in a healing and a sort of like touching someone else's heart and all of that so it's a tall order you know it is like when I think about it it is a huge thing so I always just like say to students that it's really it is like an evolving kind of process and there will be times where it feels like you're literally like on top of the world with it and Ooh. then there's other times you're going to feel like oh my god it's so it's so hard it's like so hard so that's <laughs> just I think once we recognize that that's like normal that's fine and then you kind of give yourself permission to surrender
1: Yeah, yeah surrender
0: yeah. And that's, that's like a lifelong, I feel like that's a lifelong endeavor for most people <laughs> so yeah. be in good company. You know, if that's something that you've been feeling, mm-hmm. um, what about what you love most? Like what have you found that you enjoy the most about connecting with spirit, working with spirit?
1: Oh yeah. Well, for sure. The confirmation that our souls never die and our loved ones are always with us. It brings me just massive comfort. And I truly look forward to be able to help other people who have lost loved ones bring forward messages from them because I can't think of something that was, is more comforting than that.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think sometimes too, because like at a certain point you get kind of used to it, right? Like there's a sense of like you do a few readings and it's like, Oh yeah, you know, but I think it's always, It's never really lost on me, like at the end of the day, how miraculous that actually is, right? So even though you could kind of get used to it and it's like you're normal, to me, I'm always like, no, 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 but this is also miraculous. Like every single connection, regardless of what happens or what the evidence is, just the fact that it's possible and that we also are fortunate enough to be a part of that experience that moment with someone else and to me I'm always thinking like it's amazing to be a part of like those it's very intimate and it's very someone else has to be very vulnerable in -hmm. allowing us to to share with them and then we have to be so vulnerable in doing that because it's not exactly like it's not daunting ever so there is this sense of this kind of amazing thing that occurs when they bring their energy and and we bring ours and then spirit brings theirs. And there's this connection and you're right. There's nothing else really like it. And, you know, there's times when I'll go say like I'm on my way to an event or something and I'll just think to myself, I can't think of anything else that feels more worth worthwhile with this next time that I'm going to spend with these people. You Mm -hmm. know, like it's just, you can't quite explain what that is, but it is bringing together two worlds.
1: Mm, it's beautiful we're
0: so lucky you know we're so lucky to do it and that spirit is willing to work with us (laughs) because I heard oh I can't remember where I heard this the other day it was on a podcast and somebody was talking about how they had a friend who was like a medium I think in life no maybe not a medium but interested in spirit like had an understanding like an awareness of spirit and stuff they passed away And from spirit, they were coming through to the friend here, who's a medium, and the friend in spirit was saying it was more difficult to communicate once they were in spirit to us than it would have been for us to, for them to receive the communication when they were here.
1: Oh.
0: So I want to say that, like, I think... And I mean, that's one person's experience, but I kind of see that that could be true, that it's not like a simple thing for them either. Like, I don't think that it's just like they pass a spirit and automatically they know exactly how to do it. So it might be like something that takes some time to also develop and also kind of figure it out. And so that kind of struck me as interesting that, yeah, I bet you it is kind of like they're intru- well, they are entrusting us, but they're really entrusting us, especially if they might be finding it hard to get what they're trying to say across to us Mm -hmm. so obviously they're going to look for a medium who's open-minded and willing I think to take a risk like willing to kind of just say what's what's coming through yeah yeah, so we kind of have to like think about like yeah we got to be employable from spirit (laughs) (laughs) like will they hire us to do this job I love Um, it Yeah, because I think it's, yeah, it's definitely not an instant and I think easy process. So yeah, so what about any advice that you might offer to those struggling with the effects of trauma?
1: Mm, Yes. Yeah, trauma is something we've all experienced, right? Nobody gets through life without some form of trauma. Mm -hmm. And it changes how we operate in the world. Mm -hmm. So it isn't necessarily what happened to us. It's about what happened inside of us
0: Mm -hmm. and the
1: wound that we sustained. Basically, what did our nervous system interpret the events inside our bodies? So for example, you may have three children in a family system who all experience the same trauma, but they may have different reactions. You may get one child that, you know, there was no reaction at all, didn't even phase them. And then the other two might have taken on that trauma as devastating, and then it changed their lives forever, right?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So with trauma, we can't change what's happened to us, but we can change what's inside of us. So I think that power of mind-based therapies like RTT, are increasingly, increasingly being acknowledged for helping with trauma. And in fact, when I was studying RTT, I worked with numerous psychologists and physicians and counselors who were all training in RTT because they had seen these amazing results helping people with their trauma and wanted to incorporate it into their practices. So with trauma, I think we need to also realize how it's affected us, and try to let it go. And those words, let go, are so powerful. You know, traumas, it's often not our fault, right? It's something that happened to us. And often, when you can let that go with the mind, the body will also let that go. So, healing trauma is just incredibly powerful.
0: Mm-hmm. It's very though, what you're saying about the fact that we all experience it. And I know there are people who would disagree and say, I've never, I have had encounters with people who insist that they haven't experienced it ever. And I mean, if they haven't, that's a good thing. Like I'm not putting yeah. it upon anybody, <laughs> but I would say that, yeah, I wonder how much of our trauma is sometimes unrecognized or that oh. we almost deny it because of the magnitude, you know, sometimes it's so great that there can be a denial almost even that Mm -hmm. it even exists. So yeah, I think that's an important thing to mention. But how transformational to sort of come to a place of being empowered through like going through all of the effects of trauma because of course there's various ways that we experience the effects but yeah I think that that's pretty exciting and hopeful for people to recognize that there is a way
1: you know yes and with trauma sometimes people don't necessarily realize in their conscious mind what it was that happened and when you go into hypnosis and can access your subconscious mind you can look back And you can kind of connect the dots and go, oh, wow, that's why I do this. Or, right, that's why I'm scared of flying or scared of needles. You don't necessarily realize it. But when you can talk to your subconscious mind and bring it forward, boy, it's just so powerful.
0: Yeah, that's huge. Is there anyone do you think that's like, not really hypnotizable? You know, like somebody that like, maybe just this wouldn't be for
1: them? No, I don't. You know, some people will say, oh, I could never be hypnotized. I have so much control. Well, the only thing you have control over is your thoughts. Mm -hmm. So because hypnosis is just a relaxing state like meditation. Yeah, it's all about that. Mm -hmm. All about just unwinding and just calming your thoughts, calming your conscious mind.
0: Right, right, right. What about inspiration? What do you find the most inspiring? What inspires you the most?
1: Mm, I get so inspired and just exhilarated as I watch people suddenly, you know, be free of issues that they've carried with them for decades,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right? For, you know, sometimes 40, 50, 60 years. So there's no better feeling than to walk on a path of healing with people. There's just no greater joy than that. I love it.
0: Right. I think that, yeah, that's so true. It's like to actually experience people receiving healing, but also, yeah, like coming into their own and recognizing their power in this life and yeah the freedom of that I love that I always love the saying you know to be the things that we love most about the people who are gone even though I wish it wasn't they didn't say gone because I don't think they're actually gone but Mm -hmm. physically gone so if you could this is a hard one I think if you could only choose one person either in spirit well let's say in spirit who would you say is the most inspiring person you'd like to emulate so either one that you've known or a person in spirit mm -hmm. that you haven't known
1: well, that's such a great question. Well, it's a tough one for sure. Definitely me, my grandparents because I have such in, ad, admiration for them. Yeah. But if I had to choose one person, I think I would say Louise Hay. Yeah. It's funny you brought her up yeah. earlier, but she was a motivational author and she wrote several self-help books and created an entire platform for helping and healing others. Yeah. And she was a lot of things, but I think she was really a soulful teacher. Mm -hmm. She was a gift to the planet.
0: I could see that. And also this lasting legacy. Like, even though now she's in spirit, it's like uh, her legacy continues. And her teachings continue. And I read somewhere that she had been influenced or inspired by Florence Scovel Shen. Have you heard of her? No. An author who you should check out because she's quite amazing so Florence Scoville Shin was came like before her like I want to say late I think late 1800s or something Mm -hmm. but really was talking about the same types of things as far as like one of the books she wrote is called the game of life and how to play it and it was really about like empowerment the the power of the mind manifestation that kind of the energy and all of that and her books her books are quite amazing but Anyways, apparently Louise was kind of, like, inspired by Florence, and so now they're both inspired. I, I often think about, like, what those conversations must be like, you know, in these right. two days. and it is kind of cool. It's International Women's Day today that we're recording, and I yeah. would say both of these women are amazing, inspirational, like, women to to definitely mm. admire and to, to look up
1: to, so. Yeah. yeah. I love that well, same can be said of you, Melissa.
0: Well, and you. <laughs> you're
1: amazing.
0: Uh, well, no, I appreciate it. But I really, yeah, I think that it's important to recognize too some of these people that we admire, who are in spirit, we can call upon for their guidance their insight their influence and oftentimes people will be like oh I couldn't ask them like they don't know me and what are they going to do why are they going to help me I'm sure they're doing some lofty you know something in spirit yeah. bigger than that and I actually would disagree I don't think now I'll be careful how I say this because I know there are people who also think that like there's celebrities in spirit that they're like connecting with me mystically when actually they're probably not mm-hmm. but When it comes to influence and and kind of like this guidance, if you have an affinity for someone like that, or you feel a connection to, you can definitely reach out to them. And it's almost like their stream of consciousness, their sort of energy, their guidance, you can tap into that for sure and receive inspiration. So mm-hmm. I think of that sometimes with like pioneers of sometimes pioneers of mediumship or yeah. Like authors that I really admire that are in spirit. It's wonderful to know that the connection and that energy is accessible to everyone. For all of us. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, you don't have amazing. to be mediumistic, you know, to just intend and ask to tune into that and then receive the the inspiration. So yes. That's pretty cool. Anything that you would want to add or offer as far as our discussion? Anything else that I've missed asking you?
1: No, I don't think so. I guess what I'd want to tell your listeners is, you know, we can think of our mind sort of as a garden, right? As we age and as we grow, weeds pop up right? So I really like to look at the whole hypnotherapy as kind of, you know, we're going into our garden, we're going to spend a couple hours in our garden, we're going to pull out the roots, we're going to do the weeding of those those roots, and we're going to throw them in the compost. And then we're going to plant some new seeds. And then we're going to water those seeds and love those seeds and watch them grow over the next few weeks.
0: Amazing. Um, yeah, Yeah. Garden of life, really.
1: Right? Yeah,
0: that's beautiful. As you were saying that I just envisioned, in my own mind's eye, just like this amazing, beautiful rose garden, and that's what I want to be living in. So I appreciate this conversation so much. And the fact that you came and shared all of that wisdom and inspiration, I know people will take from this conversation and everything that you've shared, and let people know where they can find
1: you. Yes. So they can find me at my website. I guess, can you post that? Yes. On your podcast? Yes. It's www.healing-by-design.com. Perfect. Yeah. At my email address. Perfect.
0: Yes. I'll post both of those in the show notes and then on the post when we put it out on social media. So wonderful. I thank you so much. And for everyone listening, thank you for being here, continuing to support the show. It's been a wonderful journey thus far, just connecting with everyone that listens and I want to say that like when you send me a message or send me an email about something that the podcast has given you or it's helped you with it makes me feel so good like that this is a a way for me to express some of the things that I know some of the things that I've experienced and that it's helpful to other people so I appreciate you guys love you and take care and we will talk soon
1: thanks Melissa
0: Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or feel free to leave a rating and a review. You can follow me on Instagram at Melissa White Medium, or on Facebook, Psychic Medium, Melissa White. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.